On the first episode of the podcast in 2021, we're going to look at the draft recap, and we're also going to look at free agency, where the names you need to know, what's it going to look like in the upcoming season. Let's get to it. It's time for the Imaginary Finish Baseball Podcast. Earthlings, it is the commish. We are headed towards season 14. Said that number out loud. And it is the first episode of 2021. It is the commission coming at you. And I'm talking to you today because why not? And so first thing, draft's over. We did the draft. It's done. Congratulations to us. Another draft in the books weird off-season drafts so it screws everything up and you get mad because you can't find the player you wanted because the player you wanted is eligible next year not this year but now you know he exists isn't that exciting isn't that great that's great isn't it um so why do i even start it actually what made me want to do this episode was to figure out it's an interesting uh situation i think we're in this year you have several teams that want to sort of pack it up looking to get out of this thing, looking to move some players. One of the perils of a 14-team league is that there really aren't enough buyers when you, you, know, when you need them. Um, like the buyers and sellers thing. Sometimes it works really well a couple seasons ago, but other times it doesn't work as great. And so what you have is you've got Kuvala who's like, you know, hey, we're done. Let's pack this thing up. Nelsinki's like, hey, let's pack this thing up. Um, and not enough, probably not enough incentive for teams to just get out of that and trade picks for the future or whatever. And so it's a weird deal. Um, you know, or teams like Turku probably could really benefit to like go ahead and go for it, right? But um, but but don't have the cap space to take on anybody. Uh, Tampere maybe, they've got the cap space. But I maybe there's some sort of uh, philosophical reasoning for, for not getting into the race there. Although if I were me and I were you all, I would be hitting them up to... Um, convince Tampere to to take on your players because I think they're probably the only team that I could say is poised well enough to be able to take on the um, the cold hard space that they would need to be able to I mean they could build a team out of you know out of that coupled with what they already have um, given given the sellers on the market right now and so I, I was wondering I wanted to look around a little bit to sort of say where does this leave us this offseason obviously we'll have to see what happens tonight um, in FA2 and, and see where players go there are still some really good players out there Anwar Mahdi and Atabiso uh, Malefi and um, you know uh, Jeremy Koshima who I don't think was that good last year so whatever man two are um, not that great um, and Ray Kesser I don't know if any of these guys are going to be anything I think the last couple of years of free agents haven't necessarily I mean Jomari Bonds accepted have not come into the league and, and you know sort of bowled anyone over clearly uh, and so I don't, I don't know that um, just because these guys look good on paper that they're necessarily going to show up and show out. Um, but that being said, you have to wonder a little bit whether or not uh, there's, you know, enough in this to, to, to put a team that's out of the race into it. Um, you know, we've made any adjustments yet to anything. I'm talking about some adjustments to be made, but we haven't made them yet. 
related to parity, but let's just see what next year does and see what happens. And we can kind of go from there. Um, what this could be an interesting offseason for is a team like Olu, who, you know, had a, had a little bit of a run there and, and both teams are backing off. Maybe that gives them room to move up. Pori, another team that could, you know, benefit from this um, and get, get further into the race somehow. Uh, is a team that could benefit from this in some way. If other teams are just basically waving the white flag, um, although Kuvala made a big signing in this offseason, so maybe that's not true. Um, Havinka could benefit from this as well. Kupio will obviously probably come back just as strong if their players hold up. Debatable, but possible. It's possible. Sakamo always reloading, looking for that elusive was fourth, fifth title. I don't know. Fifth title now? Goodness gracious. It's like real life in Sakamo. And so, you know, with all of that sort of as our backdrop, um, I, before we get into the draft a bit, only because I haven't loaded it in the game yet, so I need to actually open it up to look and see who are some of the players, some of these few, look at the players in the, in the farm situation right now that are, that are worth looking at. Um, we've got you know, Brantley Breseth in Port Pori is uh, the number one prospect right now. We'll see if that lasts. Um, he's not really slated for major league play this season to be in a year. Olu's got a good guy. Um, and um, Harry Niemannen, um, who I believe played last season. Um, if you look at the top farm systems, Mikuli has the number one farm system in the game. Um, waiting for Solomon Afalabi to come up and, and, and you know pelt the league with with his talent. Um, Alexander Torma. So they've done some good drafting in Mikuli. Mikuli, you know, historically has not had a very good farm system and also wasn't very good in the standings. But they've got um, clearly benefited from that crazy pick year they had couple seasons ago and a bunch of guys who are you know a couple of them are pitchers who are on the top 25 of their players in the top 20 and so that could be that could bode well for them uh lapua another team that um has you know really basically it's really mickley and lapua the best farm systems in the game by far and then it kind of drops off from there you ask gil helsinki pori olu kupio um and so what what will happen i don't know um, looking at the draft really quickly and just seeing who who did what and how, uh, there was a. Um, I'm gonna go back and look because I actually didn't have it open. Like I said, it's not in the game yet. So one of the fun things is opening it in the game uh, means you'll uh, if I open it too soon before Inflex ports come in, which I've gotten them already, but I'll get more. It breaks things, and so I'm waiting till after I get all the exports. Uh, Ratha Kim was the number one pick um, to uh, to to Lapua, right? Sure. Um, and um, yes, and uh, he will be a very, he should be a very solid addition to that lineup. Third baseman that can hit the ball pretty hard, should start, should be a day one starter. Um, should really help that team get out of the basement. Um, Calvin Acton was the number two pick. He's, he's a pretty distant out. He'll be out for a while. He'll be tempere. Um, should help them in a couple seasons, but is not going to be an immediate impact guy. I don't think there were any pitchers in this draft that were immediate impact guys um, at all. Uh, Sefton Carney went third overall to, to, to um, Kami, rather, went to uh, Vimpoli third overall. Another guy that's going to be a project pitcher. It may take you a while before you see him at all. Mickley picked up Jake Anderson. He will be a day, should be a day one guy. Should help them out. Mickley, it looks like this, this may be finally their year to finally break into the postseason. I'm calling it right now. Um, between what they have in the farm, coupled with what they've done in this draft, coupled with what they're doing in free agency, it'd be very surprising to me if they couldn't finally get over the hump. Um, I do not believe Turku will be that team. 
they went and picked up a Yukopetri Tiensu, who's a 19-year-old uh, left-handed uh, batter who um, should be really a good player, but he's a few years off. Um, probably a smart choice in their case. They have no farm system of note at all on that team. Yansu uh, picked up young, uh, Holger Runquist, um, who's a project player as well. Um, Helsinki went and got a project pitcher. I don't know if it can be overestimated kind of how good that guy is. Ezekiel Gibson went to um, went to Evascula. Where did, where did um, my favorite players in this draft, the Jamaican kid, where did he end up going? I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Oh, Grashan Durda. If you, if you Google, I mean, Google, if you search in the game for Grashan Durda, he was a, one of the OG, maybe OG MVP maybe in the league, whatever. His 18-year-old son got drafted in the fourth round, so that's fun. I did not create him. I did create the other guy's son. I did like I, I named him. I didn't create him. I don't. For the record, I don't edit players in this league. I just I'll change their names, but I don't edit players. I don't even want to get into that, so I don't do it. But um, but Grash and Durda, the game created him. I did not create Grash and Durda Jr. It would not have occurred to me to do that, but the game did, and so that's fun. So we get to see his son in the game, and uh, he went to uh, he went in the fourth round to Evascula. So that's fun. Um, sounds like they're going to do the Toronto Blue Jays thing where they can bring a bunch of kids in. So that's cool. Um, any other notable names in this draft? And eh, not really. I'm always intrigued to see whether or not Oman Salari Jr., so Oman Salari, another pitcher from the early years, son, his son also got drafted by Lapua in the seventh round. Um, what I'm interested to see always is, you know, these late-round picks, if we can have a, another Kupio situation. That may never happen again, where a team goes and gets a bunch of young guys like that, and, you know, they, they emerge into something way better than you could have expected or a torsus or something like that. I don't know that we'll have that ever again. It'd be cool if it happened. But I, I'm not so sure that, that that's going to anytime soon anyway. Um, and I don't think it's just a talent change randomness thing. I do think that has something to do with it. But it happened a lot in this league. So I guess talent change randomness was kind of high. So maybe that's why it happened so much. Um, which is, I'd say, a bummer. But I, I think the stability of things now probably works better um, than just pure randomness. But I don't know. There might there might be some future future testing in my in my world to figure out kind of to look at that and see if there's something in that. Um, so there's that. Um, so so just mapping out a little bit, I think I said it will really be hard to figure out what's going to happen until the, these signings come in. But I guess the, real, the only question I had left is, is, can any of the teams that did not make the postseason last year, Helsinki, Yansu, Turku, Vimpoli, Tampere, Lapua, Mikkeli, can any of them do enough in this offseason via trades, via signings, uh, to be able to um to put themselves in a playoff position knowing that some teams are going to back off or at least try and looking at the landscape right now and knowing what's out on the field and, and, and everything else i say again i think mickley has a good chance i think i don't know what helsinki is trying to do but if helsinki wanted to get into the postseason i think that there's some capability to do that seems like they're trying to break things up there maybe they'll be successful in that i'm not sure um i don't think yansu is going to do anything because they're right now on autopilot because he's traveling um, you, I, I've been picking Turku every year to get close. They lost a lot of players this offseason, actually. They just kind of missed their window a little bit. So um, unless the players they have coming up can really sort of offset what they lost, I have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to, um, to make up what they lost, which would be a bummer because I think he did a lot of work trying to get that team turned around. Uh, but they just could not quite get themselves close enough. I mean, yeah, Turku lost 18 war over the last offseason. And I don't know that they're going to get that back. Um, so that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough deal. Um, 
unfortunately, I think. So, but um, of the teams, again, that, that are here, um, if I had to pick one, I'd say I think Helsinki has as good a chance as any. And I think, again, Mikkeli, I really do think, even though they only won 69 games last year, I think Mikkeli has, a uh, depending on what they do in the offseason um, with their farm system and all that, I think that they have a really good chance of uh, getting themselves in the playoff position finally um, this offseason. Um, at whose risk, at whose peril, I don't know. But um, but but that that's part of it. Last thing I'll say before we sign off for the day is talking a little bit about the um, proposed uh, sort of international draft mid midseason uh, waiver situation. So I've mentioned this before. People who have been around here know this, but so you new folks may not be as aware of it. Um, and I posted about this already, but I want to reiterate that that the goal is to create an environment where people feel engaged, and by doing the way you do that is by creating it so that every season you feel like you have a chance to be in it. And what that did for us, what that old draft did, you know, folks left, but they didn't leave because of that draft. They left for other reasons. But um, the, the reason that, that that draft was fun and the reason it worked that I think it was popular universally with folks who didn't, who left, who were not here, who thought it was popular, was because if you started off the year sketchy, it gave you a chance to get back into the conversation or it gave you a chance to blow it up or it gave you assets to move. And I like that. And I guess I liked how it worked for us. Um, and so I think a similar thing would be nice to have because we've, we have stagnated a little bit. I mean, like the playoffs are random. You don't know who's going to win. You know, we've had the, the, the variability that we used to have in terms of, you know, no, no repeat champions in a while since, you know, then Sakamo, um, you know, it's been, well, I guess Sakamo and Kuvala bookended each other. So not really, but um, so we've had things have gotten a little stale um, and that's not great. So I'd love to see if we could figure out how to how to make things a little spicy so we can get back to where we had from 34 to 39 or 40, basically, you know, different one different different team won a title every season. I think that works better. It's more exciting for everyone. It's more interesting. Keeps things keeps things dynamic. And um, and I think that 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 makes for a more fun league. So that's what I'm aiming to do now. We'll, we'll figure it out later. But that's all I've got for this episode. It's a short episode. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what happens in FA2 and spring training and getting into next week's season 14. Until next time, it's the commission. Be well. Take care of yourself.